Let's go to uh, the CEO of the South Sydney Rabbitohs who spoke earlier today, John Lee. Hello, John. Thanks for joining us. That's all right, Dan. Uh, where are you at with the players? How are they doing? Yeah, I'm happy to report that they have improved uh, substantially in the last two hours, uh, which is a, a good sign. They're, they're out of danger. Uh, they were sedated uh, this morning when they, they came into the intensive care unit. Uh, they've been under observation and their vital signs are, are looking good and, and they are becoming more aware of their environment. We've got both mums in there at the moment. Um, as well as family friends. So, um, look, they're out of, out of, as I said, they're out of danger and, and they're on the improve. You, you're using terms like intensive care and vital signs. How how close were we to, to this being the worst possible outcome? Uh, look, this, this, this was a unique situation uh, for for these players. They're, you know, they're, they're athletes who um, perform at the highest level and they're, they're in a bad way. Um, the uh, one one of the players in particular um, was was um, the side effects of these prescription drugs had him vomiting multiple times and and he was in in danger um, of of really having um, quite serious injuries or, or, or really struggling to recover. So um, we are fortunate that they're fit and healthy young men and they have recovered quickly throughout today. Um... To, I, I watched the press conference at 2.30, so I'm aware of these, but people who might be in their car might not be. You confirmed today that there was no outside drug, alcohol was not a factor, uh, mixing in with their painkillers? Look, I, I think it's important to talk straight with the community, your listeners, and, and obviously our members. And, look, they were at Aaron's play, still in an Aaron have played together since they were six years of age. They are lifelong friends. There is no, no two mates that are closer. They had two other friends over there. Uh, unlike me, where I'm normally going to bed at 10.30, they were getting started at 10.30. They took, it would appear on first report they've taken too much mm. of a prescription drug. Um, they've had um, a bad reaction to it, started vomiting, and it's deteriorated from there until at 3 a.m. one of the guys decided to call an ambulance to get them attended to. Mm. So, look, I, I don't know all the circumstances. Yeah. I wasn't there. You know, I, I can't rule in or rule out stuff. You know, I don't think there was alcohol there because the ambos didn't see that there was any alcohol there. I don't think there were illegal drugs there because the ambos said there wasn't. But I, I've just... I think we've just got to take the time to go through this and to talk to the players once they're in a position where we can interview them and make more inquiries. And, and until I've got sure. literally the toxicity reports from doctors and got something from the word of mouth, you know, literally out of the mouths of the players, I would probably only be speculating with you, Dan, if I draw, tried to draw conclusions. I understand this is very early, but we are in that crazy period where players can do uh, anything without being tested. Would it be naive, or well, I, I, I think it would be naive, John, I don't know what you think, to think that this is an accident, that this is uh, just a bad reaction. It would seem as though there's a problem here. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think they've probably done something um, that they're going to regret, is what I think. Um, but I think we're, as a, I don't mean to delay or, or not answer your question, but I just think we need time to find out what actually happened. Um, you know... These are young men. Uh, I think they've probably made, you know, they've made a mistake here, um, and they're going to pay the consequences for that. But you know, I, I do want to impress. You know, I, it is out of character. Aaron Gray's a, a great kid. You know, he plays it on the wing. He runs off Dylan, and mate, they are best mates. So we're pretty shocked today that, that we're talking about a situation where two athletes have been admitted to intensive care, and you know, they, they were. You're not fighting for their life. I don't think it was life-threatening, right. but it was, it was a very, very serious issue that we, uh, that the staff here at the hospital had to contemplate at 5am this morning. 
This is in the last year since the Premiership win. We had Dylan lose a ring over the Harbour Bridge uh, in the in the Harbour. God knows how. We had another ring turn up in a drug raid in Darwin. We had two players, your captain and your um, and one of the, another senior player, get into trouble in Arizona. We've had this. Uh, are these all isolated incidents, or, or are we looking at a systemic problem here uh, with the players, John? Yeah, you know, tough question, fair question. Um, I think when you looked at the detail around the rings, Dylan lost his ring throwing a chicken bone up in the air, and uh, Appy Corosai was the one that sold sure. the ring, as it was proven through the courts, who was at another club in Penrith. Fair enough. Um, he wasn't at our club, and what happened at Arizona is unforgivable. So, yes, we've had individuals make mistakes this year. Um, we're still a very proud club. Uh, we're a very professional club. And, you know, ultimately we've got to look to see what happened here and we've got to take steps to make sure that there is clear personal responsibility um, rammed home to the players about what they can and they can't do. And another... But having said that, but, but having said that Dan, sure. I, I do think we still have to realise this is one of the most brutal, brutal sports in the world. Um, Players do anything to take the field and to treat their injuries as best they can. And I think we have an issue here where someone, you know, clearly both players have taken too much, too many painkillers. Um, and, and I don't think they've done it for fun reasons. I think they've done it for dumb reasons. Do we have to look seriously as a game, not just South, at this party period? Uh, now, you're, you've explained there that you think the players didn't do this to get a high or, or, or however you might want to describe it. But we are in this period now where players can basically do what the hell they want for the next few weeks before training and testing starts. Mm. And this is not just NRL. This is AFL. This goes on mm. in a lot of codes. Uh, this seems to be a major issue. Yeah, look, I think you've, your question or your comment you've nailed, it, it is it is an issue and it is real. And And when I look back over the last season... Uh, what, what you witness week in, week out is, is players who, who finish a game, you know, take their proper supplements and nutrition, um, they're weighed every day, um, they, they actually treat their bodies like temples um, during the season as required. And um, the one time of the year where they get to, to let their hair down and just actually, if I had to use inverted commas, to be normal for a while... You know, um, we've, we've got some players who will never drink a beer because they don't want to have the carbohydrate. So, you know, gone are the days where maybe even Gordy um, or, or other forwards um, back in the 80s and 90s would, you know, have 10 schooners and rip in the next week. Uh, the, the whole culture's changed mm. in professional sport. You know, uh, I also sit on the Australian Sports Commission and, and the you know, the Australian sailing team, the, the professionalism in, in, the, in the swimming team, it, it, there are new heightened nearly perfection demands that are placed on athletes in terms of um, what they ingest, what they take and what they do. And I think it is a serious issue for all sports people because when they go into their non-competition period, um, in some ways they're not trained to be to be to, to, to deal with that like you and I might at the pub on a Thursday night. This is the South Sydney CEO, John Lee. John, um, let's assume and hope that they get through this okay and that, uh, that they, they come out of this as unscathed as possible. That's the main concern. But once they do, how do you anticipate handling this? Yeah, look, Michael McGuire is up here with me at the moment and, and we're asking that question of each other. You know, what, what, is, what is the day two, the day three, the week two, the week three steps? And, and at the moment we are dealing, we've got a very um, distraught family. Mm. Uh, we've got two boys who look, look as though, you know, they've done the wrong thing. So let's get into that. 
let's find out what you know what happened let's find out why it happened and then we've got to take steps to make sure that we either educate them or, or do something so we don't get these things happening again we've got to learn from it mate is probably the the flat straight answer um they're, they're not angels our players are not angels they're not perfect but just the same it's important because they are role models that they behave at a certain level that the community respect and and if we haven't made that measure, if we haven't hit that line, then we've got to improve as a club. Uh, we we take that matter we take that matter very seriously, and, and we'll work fix it. Yeah, what do we know about the other two, John, that were in in the house with Dylan and yeah, Aaron? They're just mates. They're just schoolmates. They're, they're schoolmates. They're not other athletes. Um, and it was one of them that actually sensed when he heard, when he heard one of the boys vomiting that he should intervene. So all credit to the kid, you know. Uh, I think we have Are You OK Day. Well, I think on you know the, probably the real hero out of today is one of these kids who saw that that especially Aaron was was not in a good way and quickly dialed Triple O. So thank thank goodness for that. Were they partaking? I don't think so. John, you've answered all my questions and I appreciate that. Uh, one more time, the players seem like they're going to be OK. Is that what we yeah, can take yeah, from they're, this? We're, they're definitely out of danger. Um, they're, they're, we've literally got consciousness. We've got responses to to mums clutching hold of hands so that there are some really good signs there. Um, they're out of their danger period and now the road to recovery for them. How are the mums? I'm not happy. They're very upset. You know, when you've got... I don't, I don't know if you've got kids, but when you've got kids, there's only, it's a very special thing that you've created this, this thing for the world. And mums in particular do everything to nurture their kids and I think it hurts a lot when they see them, when the, they see those kids lying in a hospital bed being very, very unwell with tubes coming out of their, their, their arms and their head. Well, especially it, now, it, now for any mum and dad, that's painful. But when it's out there for the whole world to see and everyone hears about it, uh, especially so. Um, oh, yeah, it, that put, I suppose that does put an extra intensity on it, but it doesn't change it, I suppose. Uh, you know, they're just they're very, you know, Julie, Julie Gray and, and, and Judy Walker, they're just very typical mums. They love their boys very much. They're hurt. They're embarrassed. And, you know, they feel sad. They've got all those emotions washing through them. But they are bloody wonderful. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. They are really good women. And, you know, if there's anything that you you take out as a positive here, it is, you know, uh, especially for young men who try to be brave and don't don't talk about things, uh, the more they talk about it with their mums or share it with a mate, well, then the better chance there is to actually get to things early. John, thank you very much. We appreciate it. All the best, Dan. There he is, John Lee, uh, South Sydney CEO, joining us on the Rush Hour.